Hi everyone, my name is Tanya Valentin and welcome to the When She Wakes, She Will Move Mountains podcast, based on the book by the same name, where I guide you through five steps to reconnecting with your wild, authentic inner queen. If you are looking to be inspired by honest, wholehearted conversations about womanhood, motherhood, growing older, spiritual awakenings, feminine leadership, and everything in between, then you are in the right place. To find out more about my book or to get transcriptions of the episodes, please go to my website www.tanyavalentinauthor.com. Today I am super excited to um, have Jen Sievers as my guest. Jen is an incredible artist, a author, a cancer survivor, a mum, a wife, and just an all-round inspiring human being. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Thanks so much, Tanya. It's so lovely to chat with you. So I just, um, I, before, before we came on here, I was just looking at your amazing website and just scrolling through all your amazing art. Um, and I, I have a couple of your prints in my house and I just, I just love them. Um, have you, have you always known that you wanted to be an artist? I definitely knew from an early age, but I think for a while I forgot somewhere along the way and I had to remember again. So um, I can remember from as, as, as early as my memories go back, drawing, spending all my time drawing. My mum said that it was, I was never bored because I was always figuring out how to draw something, obsessing over one subject and drawing and drawing and drawing. Um, and from an early age, when people said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I wanted to be an artist. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, so that, that was, it was always the path I was going to go and, until things started to kick in that tried to make me be a bit more sensible. Yeah, and what were some of those things? Um, I think, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who went through this, but when you start showing interest in something like art, um, instead of something like maybe maths or science, um, the adults around me who are super lovely and super encouraging of it as a hobby, always um, kind of said, well, that's great, but if you want to be an artist, maybe you should be a graphic designer because that's like a job um, that, <laughs> that you can still be creative and you can get paid a salary. And I thought, oh, that sounds nice because I could be creative. And so I kind of, from high school onwards, changed my direction to focusing towards doing a graphic design degree, which was still an arts degree. Hmm. Um, and because I thought, well, that makes sense because I can be creative and still do art. Um, so I, I, I did that. I became a graphic designer and worked as a graphic designer for oh, probably 15 years. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't art. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> no no I mean I I think I was the same growing up I, I really wanted to be a writer from a very very young age and then I probably got the same messages and thought oh maybe I could be like a journalist or you know something like that that's kind of like mm. a real job because writing poetry and being and writing writing books and novels that's just too risky that's kind of like the this sort of the idea that I got the messaging yeah. Yeah, I I, yeah, really... I, think, I I think we get we get led down these sensible paths, so by our, by our parents and you know other other people in our lives, 
And I think so many people have probably missed their calling because of that. Um, and I think to do great things, you have to take risks along the way. And that's, you know, as I'm a parent now, and I know being risky is quite scary for me. Um, so I could understand why my parents would have done that. But I think that these nowadays people are starting to cotton on to the fact that following your bliss and trying to live towards your purpose instead of just trying to get a paycheck actually ends up with huge benefits in the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I've just been reading um, The Alchemist by uh, Paulo Coelho. I think I'm saying his name right. Yes, and just such an amazing book so simple but just all about that about following your personal legend and yeah just, just so many good stuff so i mean i i loved um reading your blog about um your letter to your younger self what was that like writing that those letters to your younger self oh my gosh i might i might go back a step up because i don't i didn't explain actually how i um how i got back into painting after, yeah yeah after so many years it was so strange i, I literally I stopped painting just after I finished, well, when I was studying. I studied graphic design, but with fine art with it. Mm -hmm. um, my fine art degree, which I ended up dropping out of, was a really good way to put me off painting. <laughs> it was, the, you know, I wanted to paint things that made people happy. I was living in post-apartheid South Africa, and they wanted me to paint things that were angry and political, and it just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> it wasn't me. It made, I could appreciate it for other people but not for myself um, and I just I just didn't really fit in there so I stopped painting completely and just went from my graphic design 15 or so years later or maybe it was 12 12 or so years later my daughter was two years old um, and as as you know as a parent and any parent knows you kind of go through a bit of an identity crisis when when your little ones are young I kind of didn't really know who I was at the time. I wasn't enjoying my job. I was trying to be a mum, trying to do a job, trying to be a wife. Everything was just kind of weird. Um, one morning, it was a beautiful spring morning, first warm morning of the spring. Went out for a little day trip with um, my friend and her kids. And we came back, put Mila down for a nap. And I just had this overwhelming urge to paint. Like, I actually don't know... I can still feel it now if I remember it, like a feeling in the middle of my gut, I was like this screaming at me to paint. So I found a big piece of ply in the garage, dusted it down and some house paint and some craft paint that I'd been using with my daughter. And I just started throwing paint around and I was in heaven. It was amazing. Two hours later, I was sunburned because I was sitting outside but I had this grin on my face. And when my husband came home, I said, I'm going, to be, I'm going to start painting again. He's like, okay, okay, that's nice. And I'm like, I'm going, to, I'm going to sell my paintings and this is what I'm going to do now. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a clear vision in my head. It wasn't one that I chose. It was one that was handed to me. And mm. I just, from that moment, I mean, it wasn't an instant thing becoming a professional artist by no means. But from that moment, that was my focus. And I was going to stop at nothing to get there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, can so relate, um, you know, was, was me in writing when, when, it, when I returned back to, to writing, it was like that too. Um, yeah, it's just such a surreal experience. It is, and it feels, it felt a little bit, especially straight after that, like, like there'd been a, 
some dam walls built up and the dam had burst open and I actually just couldn't stop myself all night. I would sit painting at the dining table. Mm. I eventually moved all my stuff into the garage, moved everything else out of the garage, now have converted it into a lovely studio. It just, it just became this thing that just grew and grew and grew um, into, you know, into, into my obsession basically and mm. still is. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I'll get back to your question question about the, the letter to my younger self. So along the way, I, I came up, obviously, as an artist, you come up against quite a lot of um, negative self-talk and limiting beliefs. Um, I was busy trying to figure out how I painted because you, you start painting again and you have to discover your style and work on it and, and that sort of thing. And so along the way, I, I kept hearing things in my head I would suddenly hear an old art teacher from high school saying, oh, you don't actually draw very well. Do you need glasses? She actually said that to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, and you, you realize that all these messages have been put into your head and that they're kind of holding you back. Mm. Um, and I, one Friday afternoon, just had this urge to maybe do a little bit of work on myself, have a bit of a therapy session with my keyboard and wrote a letter to my younger self, um, basically just saying, you're an artist. And um, I cried the whole way through typing it. My, my daughter was like, are you okay, Mummy?" I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. This is good for me. I'm just, mm. just going through some feelings. Um, because I, I remembered that that vision I had when I was three or four years old, where I was just certain I was going to be an artist. I knew it was programmed into me before I was born. Mm. And then as, you know, as you grow up, the messages get diluted and you stop believing in yourself as much or you compare your work to the person sitting next to you and you think ah oh, she looks a bit more like an artist than I do and um I don't know every step of the way there was something just holding me back but all the time it was in there I was always an artist um and I think that even just writing the word artist on my Instagram page under my bio that took a lot of courage for me to say okay I, I first I think I said Jen paints pictures because I couldn't say that I was an artist <laughs> um, and I was listening to, I think, Liz Gilbert and some of her big magic podcasts. And she was, um, I think it was her, or maybe it was Daniel Creaser on Jealous, Pod Jealous Curator. But one of those really inspirational, arty, creative women was saying that if you, you, the first thing you have to do is just claim the title, whether it feels right or not, to say, I'm an artist or I'm a writer. <laughs> um, when you're filling in your immigration forms when we used to travel around the world, <laughs> and just write artist. It, it doesn't make a difference if I say graphic designer or artist, but it feels, makes it feel a bit more real. Mm. And um, once I got past those beliefs, it's kind of, you know, it just really, it really helped me to just do, do my thing and develop my own style and find my own voice. It was really good. Yeah. And you've just, you've just grown from strength to strength. Yeah. Yeah. Look, there was, there was an interim time. Um, that's actually, we, we, we knew each other in a previous job. Um, it was around that time. I was, working all weekend, all night on my art stuff, and then working, I think it was 28 hours a week for another company and doing the marketing for a wonderful company. It made it really hard to quit because they were so lovely. Um, but I was, I was exhausted. Mm. <laughs> I was working probably 70, 80 hours a week and just so, so tired. Um, and I wasn't giving my best to anything. I wasn't giving my best to my day job or to my art or to my family. Um, but I had for I was growing this business, but I was so scared to um, 
to quit and to turn it into an actual full-time job mm. um, until something happened in my life that that just changed my context and yeah put me on a new path yeah and what what was that for you what 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 made you finally say yep this is what I'm going to do this is good I'm going to take this leap of faith I'm going to believe in myself and believe in my gifts as an artist yeah it's funny you need you, you kind of feel like you need a permission slip like yeah versus right and say okay Jen, now's the time you can quit your job now now you can be an artist and it, it just wasn't coming and I kept having this voice saying, quit your job, quit your job. And um, I usually, sh- I'm quite good at listening to my intuition, but that was a very scary leap to, t- to say no to a salary and, and just go out on my own. Because, um, you know, you've got to be practical <laughs> with these things. <laughs> and um, then the universe, after whispering in my ear for a while, decided to just just throw a brick at me or something. But I, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and at the time, I, that didn't seem like a blessing. It seemed really scary and... Um, I mean, it was, it was, you know, that it's a word that really just gives you chills. Mm. I kept thinking of all the things that I might be missing out on in the future and all that sort of thing. I was very, very lucky. And I must say that not everyone's as lucky as, as I was with the type of cancer that I had, how treatable it was. Um, once they, once they got it out and did some radiotherapy, it's very low, it's very low risk to me now. So it was mm. amazing, but in a weird way, it was my biggest gift because, um, Having that moment of context where suddenly my life could possibly have been cut short, um, it made me rethink my choices. So I'm like, it felt like I was taking a risk quitting my day job, but actually I was taking a risk not quitting my day job because I'm risking living the rest of my life doing something that I like, but that it's not, it's not me, it's not my thing. Mm. And um, because of how radiotherapy works, you go every single day for every weekday for four weeks mm-hmm. I, had, I think it was three and a half or four weeks and um, I had to drive into town which is a long drive every day at the time I was I, I would have to have gone into work for an hour driven into town gone back to work for an hour then done the school run and it was actually just going to be impossible to fit it in so I had a chat to my husband and I said I think I think this is the time where I need to quit my job mm-hmm. um I I want to do it anyway and this is a time that maybe we can t- try it out because I can't physically get all of this done and go for radiotherapy and he's also been quite nervous he's quite risk averse when it comes to money and so we said okay let's do it mm-hmm. and so I very sadly handed in my resignation to my lovely my lovely bosses um but they totally understood and they you know I helped them find someone lovely to replace me and I did it um Interestingly, just after that, so that was February 2020, and I'm sure most of you remember what 2020 was all about, (laughs) kind of like 2021, but a month later, COVID hit and lockdowns, and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I've quit my day job. There's going to be a recession. No one's going to buy art. I'm just, what am I doing? And but I just kept at it. I kept working at um, trying to build up some customers, um, speaking to interior designers. I had a, a business coach helping me find ways to build my business. And um, the amazing thing happened that everyone was stuck in lockdown, staring at their walls with nothing to do. They weren't going out to meals, so they were saving money. They weren't going on holidays, so they were saving money. And they spent all their money on art. <laughs> So for myself and for a whole lot of other artists that I know in the art community, 
2020 and 2021 have just been mind-blowingly good. Mm. So it's, um, I kind of, I look back at it now and I think I was, I was so worried about the risk of quitting my job, but because I, I just assumed, I absolutely assumed that I would make less money from art than I would from my day job, but that's completely wrong. Mm. <laughs> Being able to focus full-time on art isn't just rewarding in, in my heart and my soul. It's actually financially rewarding so much more than my day job was. Yeah. Um, it's just, yes, there's luck involved. Yes, there's a lot of hard work. Um, there's, a, there's a whole lot that goes into it, but it's, there's potential there for art to be a very lucrative career. And um, it makes me so excited. It makes me so um, passionate to want to tell people that, you know, because it's possible. And, and it's not just possible for a select few. I know a lot of people who are doing this. Mm. It's not just it's not just a, a tiny few that everyone thinks it is. It's, it's a it's an actual way that you can live a fantastic life is by being a, a full time artist. Oh, that that is just so amazing! You know, just be able to turn that story of art is not a real job on its head, and mm. to to just follow your follow your calling, um, and you know. And have something that just really lights you up on the inside as something that you get to do every day. I know. And the thing is that like, I mean, I know a lot of the time, because it's also a business, I've got I've got to do the the, the other side of it too, <laughs> the stuff when I'm sitting on my computer. Um, but when I'm doing the actual art, I'm like, if I've got time off in between doing work, all I want to do is come and do my work because I love <laughs> it so much. <laughs> it's probably a bit of a boundary problem for me because I, I don't never stop working then. But it's also, it doesn't, when I'm doing the actual painting, it doesn't feel like work. It's just, mm. it's just joy. It's so nice. So good. Oh, that is absolutely amazing. And, and you wrote a, a really um, amazing little book as well on, on mindfulness for children. Yes, I did. Oh, that was, I'm so glad that I did that. There was another one of those moments and I'm getting better at listening to them and, and um, looking out for them. It was an intuitive moment where I just had this thought that I wanted to write a book about mindfulness for children and I had a picture of the illustrations in my head. And so I just, um, just started typing. And I, I wrote this book and I was so excited about it. And then I thought, oh, well, I'm never going to be able to publish it because publishing a book as you know, it's not that easy. Yeah, <laughs> It's quite, quite a hard thing to do to find. I, I didn't want to self-publish. I, was, I wasn't quite up for that. And I wanted to find a publisher and I sent it to a few and just got a lot of very kind no's. And um, then ended up working for a company that um, as a side thing had a publishing for early childhood and offered to publish my book for me. So it was just like this completely fated moment and it was published. And yeah, it's called Just Breathe, a Mindfulness Adventure. And it's just a short story for probably, I don't know, four to seven-year-olds, maybe um, teaching them just a few basics about how to breathe to relax your body and help you to sort of relax your thoughts a little bit, not be too anxious. Oh, that's amazing. And... What have you learned about yourself through this whole journey of, of awakening, you know, this awakening, you know, awakening your, your inner passion, your following your heart, following your intuition? What have, you, what have you learned about yourself? I think I've learned that I'm actually a lot braver than I ever thought I was. I, um, 
I was the, I'm the youngest child in a family of four kids and I was always the I was always billed as the scaredy cat I was like I didn't want to I was always nervous of things and I kind of had that in my head but I've realized I'm actually really brave <laughs> I am um, I in day to day in my business I make decisions quickly I move through them it's something that I didn't realize I had that's actually been really really good for me is that I'm assertive and brave um Another really valuable thing that I've learned about myself is that my intuition is, is really, really important to every decision I make. So if I ask myself a question in my head, I can, if, I, if I'm in the right relaxed state for it, I can feel an answer in my body, a yes or a no. You, know, you feel like a yucky feeling in your tummy if it's a no or you feel excited if it's a yes. Um, and that, that's been a really, really positive guide for me. Um, and it used to just be sort of, incidental when I did that but now it's a, it's a focus thing if I need to decide anything so learning about that has been really amazing what else about myself I'm just really proud of myself that I, it's not just a business and a really successful thriving business that's you know it's doing better than I could have hoped and, and I'm doing it just by myself that's <laughs> exciting for me oh, that yeah. is so so inspiring and if you you know if there are women listening to this podcast and they're standing on the edge of change in their life um what what advice would you give them it's it's scary change is scary but we're brave and we can do we can do hard things and we and we should we hear you've got you, you only get to live this life once and it, it, it's 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 a big jump to make to do these sorts of things. You don't have to jump. Like it took me four years to quit my job. You don't have to jump in and quit your job and move away from it quickly. You can start slowly and start building on it. But at some point you have to let go of the thing that's holding you back. And it's, if you've got the right focus and the right intentions, it's just, you're unstoppable after that. There's nothing holding you back and you can just keep going and just the joy and the fulfillment and possibly the financial reward is all absolutely worth it. It's, it's amazing. Thanks so much for those, for your words of wisdom. And my last question is, if you could go back and talk to that younger self today, what advice would you give her? It's funny. I, I, um, I do sometimes talk to my younger self. I find it quite useful. Um, I think that I'd just like to tell her that she's good enough. That's, um, sorry, it makes me want to oh. cry a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, that she doesn't need to try and impress everybody and that exactly who she is is just right. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I can just, yeah, I, I just totally feel <laughs> so that. <laughs> oh, me too, me too. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to chat to us today, Jen. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, just am so looking forward to just seeing, um, you know, the amazing things that you are going to continue to create. So, um, so thank you, thank you so much. Oh, it's been really lovely chatting. Sometimes it's sometimes it's nice to sit back and reflect on the journey, and it's yeah, it's been lovely doing that with you for a little while. So thank you, and I can't wait to see your book. I'm excited. Oh, thank you, Jen. Cool. Um, I will um, post links to Jen's website um, and her, her social media accounts. If you don't know about Jen, um, please go and, and discover all the amazing things that she does. Thank you. Thanks, Tanya.
Thank you for listening to this episode of When She Wakes, She Will Move Mountains with Tanya Valentin and Jen Sievers. To download a full transcript of this episode, please go to www.tanyavalentinauthor.com.